I'm Haley from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 375 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, October 6th, 2019. First show in October. That, that's something. I guess fall's technically here, but here's the problem. Fall's yep, not yep. here, because it was goddamn 90 degrees on Thursday and Wednesday here. 92 one day and like 93 the other, breaking record high temperatures. It was miserable. Wow. It's between 60s and 70s here. We're finally getting into fall. It's supposed to be like a high of 70 today, so I'm totally okay with that. But like Thursday when I got out of work, I was like, what the hell is this? What is this? It, it was still in the 90s? That's ridiculous. It was like 92 when I left work, and I was like, oh, this sucks. It's like almost it. as if the climate's changing. No, nah, that's a Chinese myth. It's Chinese conspiracy. <laughs> a vast Chinese conspiracy is what I have been taught. Yeah, well. Please send your hate mail about that to JS at GunnaGeek.com. <laughs> That's JS at GunnaGeek.com. He is the receiver of all of our hate mail. And please do also realize I was being sarcastic. I believe in science. You better. I mean, I don't know. Willie Nelson, do you believe in science? Yes. Perfect. Anthony Bachman, you believe in science, right? Damn right. We believe in science. That's this week's episode title then. Well, it wasn't only 90 degrees for you. It was also for me a little south, south of you. <laughs> But I just how read was Cosmos it yesterday by Carl Sagan? Yes, I believe in science. <laughs> how was the weather yesterday for you? Uh, seventy-two, and it went down to forty-five got, at night. It got cold yesterday. It was down to like the low sixties. I left the windows open on my house overnight, and it was glorious because I woke up and it was like seventy degrees in my house. You could smell like the morning dew, for lack of a better term. It was great. I loved it, and I want more of it. You're up in the mountains, right? I am up in the mountains. So you got some of that. Mountain Dew, who's now a sponsor. Oh, Jesus. I the, Blue Sky, the Blue Sky Ranger in the chat room says he blames El Nino. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's probably that damn Nino. I'm that from Nino's North Carolina. Shit up I, I do believe that is our good friend Sailor Poland, who's Blue Sky Ranger. <laughs> He's just on the YouTube side of the house today. We also have Jason Hart on the YouTube nice. side of the house. So, hey, thanks for joining us on YouTube. Just as a heads up for you guys, I think there's slightly more delay going to YouTube than there is to some of our other things. So, if we're seemingly replying at weird times in the chat... You might be yeah. upwards of about 15 seconds behind where we are in the rest of the stream. So just a heads up. To be fair, I can't even see the chat. We'll get it when we see it. Well, I can, I, at least I can see the chat now. I fixed my Chromebook. You can pop out <laughs> the chat if you want, or you could just uh, put your screen <sighs> on the full screen. Oh, look at look at how hard that, that effort is of you just asking him to do something. I know. I know. It almost okay. killed him. Willie, well, I can give you the URL right now if you want. It's twitch.tv slash popout slash know. It goes as soon as I type in T, it fills in the rest of it automatically. <laughs> then you're a but, wonderful subscriber. But uh, the problem is that anytime I use Chrome on this uh, thing, it has something where it keeps giving me ads that keep popping up in the bottom right of my window the whole time. Too much porn uh, on my screen. No, it's like ads for some weird stuff. I, I don't yeah, even know how it happened. Kind of I don't. The only thing I I use my phone for porn. I don't use this computer. It's the only time I use this computer. I haven't for a while, but you can. The web browser. <laughs> I go figured to you would be using your PlayStation VR to fully immerse yourself in the pornography. That's too much work, <laughs> and for such little outcome. Like, yay, okay, 
Okay, that's not my dick. What did he do? But anyway, yeah, uh, or xnxx.com. You know, all the porns. I just got to use your phone. I don't use this computer. The only time I use this computer is for this weekly show. Well, I mean, theoretically, I guess you could use your cell phone for this, but it'd be more complicated because you'd have to, you know, figure out the right way to plug in. Oh, already. Well, I know how to do it. I was oh, saying yeah. he has used his cell phone for this show. Yeah, but he wasn't <laughs> yeah. on a microphone. He was on earbuds with a microphone in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel bad about that. Don't make me feel worse. I, no, no, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. I'm just bringing back memories of Willie in the tr- in the cab of that truck Will- when it's snowing on the, on the road, and he's sitting there shivering. Like, can I turn on my heat again? <laughs> I felt bad. I no, felt really I couldn't bad. turn on my heat because the engine makes too much noise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I felt bad for because I'd see him there getting gradually colder, and as he'd talk, you'd see more and more like puffs of air coming out of his mouth because it would get colder in there. I had three blankets and they did not do anything. Oh my god, that got, that got terrible. I'm gonna tell you that that cold temperature just did not get better. I remember just being in Ohio and seeing snow. I was like, oh, there's snow. I'm not used to snow being this early. <laughs> but you do know what I do want to talk about. What is it you want to talk about, Mister Nelson? I have another crush this week. Oh, here we go, everyone. Let's. Oh, hear I'm about- ready to Google. What's the name? About Willie's latest crush in the new segment we're calling This Guy's Creepy. <laughs> All right, it's a crush. I'm not I'm not physically trying to get in contact with any of them. So, I'm not being creepy. All right. I, I just need a bump that says this guy is cyber stalking. I'm not stalking either. I just they have YouTube videos. I'm watching YouTube because I enjoy the content. Most times on on the others, you can't even really see them. So does or Alana, you can't. But that's right, that's not the internet point. lady. It's your content. That's what I like about you. You you, you done make me feel like a creepster because I'm not. That's what I appreciate about you, hot internet lady. Is your internet anyway, content. This person, you ha- you don't have to worry about googling. I mean, you you probably should just because. Oh my god. I've looked at uh, the last two, so I'm going to look at the new one. I mean, no, you already know this one. It's not really a surprise. But I saw a picture recently. I was on Reddit. I was like, oh, she's just fucking adorable. And uh, Christina Hendricks. Mm. 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 Firefly. Mm. The world, mm. the universe's meanest ex-wife. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But yeah, she's Christina also Hendricks. also Mad Men. Yep, I never at some point, that. I need to watch. I watched the pilot, and that's it. But she'll always be Saffron from Firefly to me. Yeah. That was the first name That's she was it. given in there. The, the, the galaxy's meanest ex-wife. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> She's so good at that show. It's fantastic. She I that, mean... She made that one guy shave his mustache off. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it to uh, uh, Mal, Mal, Mal there. Uh, he, Vera was not a good trade. That was a terrible trade. And he did not accept it. Good on him. <laughs> Vera was- being... Uh, the gun Jane's uh, favorite owned by gun. Uh, Jane. Yeah. His favorite gun. I mean, I mean, Jane is one of my favorite characters on that show. There's two top tier characters that are in the number one spot because I can't choose between them. That's Jane and Wash. So those wind. are the top two. Watch how I soar. You don't finish that sentence because he didn't get to. He did it other times <laughs> before they actually crashed. I know. <laughs> Willie, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> Let's By get my back to pretty furrow bonnet, I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about Christina Hendricks, and I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm sorry, Willie. Let me get you back to your uh, celebrity crush speak. Don't you press that button. No, I'm just saying. I mean, she's 
gorgeous. That I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to feed into your creep theory there. And a gorgeous redhead. There's not many of those in Hollywood. Hmm. And well, she's consistently been a redhead in most of her roles. This and can, I like. Go ahead, Will. Redheads are gorgeous. No, no, go redheads ahead. Redheads are gorgeous. That's all I had to say. Redheads are gorgeous. I was going to say, and this concludes and this up. week's installment of Willie's Creepy, and you know it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And there's another segment we can also do. Um, What's that? We, can, we, can, can we do the cunt of the week? Oh, God. Maybe we um, should name it something different. I know we are an explicit podcast here. No, but... I, I like it. I like cunt of the no, week. No, no, no. It'll no, be no, our no, Scottish the, segment. The cunt best of the week. part of the best part about it is going to be the same person every week. Oh God! Ah! Oh God! It's it's going to be Gwyneth Paltrow every week. Uh, so please, will <laughs> you see? Explain to us why? Because I just saw an article today or uh, this week that said, um, "Yeah, I've never seen Spider-Man: Homecoming." It's like you're 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 in it. You didn't want to see what you're in, and weren't you t- weren't you billed over Marissa Tomei as well? because no, it's hmm. in her contract. Yeah, the cunt of the week. I I see less of an issue with what Willie's mad about here because I'm sure there's plenty of actors that have never actually seen the final product of what they're in because they just don't give a shit. They take the paycheck and go. Yeah, so they don't take a pride in what they do. Except she, she probably takes pride in goop. Yeah, which no one should <laughs> because that's some bullshit science. Remember, we believe in science on the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Damn Not right. snake oil, and uh, I would uh, highly recommend. Um, there's a YouTuber named of Jontron. He put out an awesome video on uh, Goop. Uh, I think like last week. So definitely check that out. He calls it out, and it's hilarious. I believe. Oh, yeah. I had yeah, a he... brain fart. It took me a minute to remember. My my Firefly character is Kaylee. It's all about the mechanic. I mean, you're not wrong. But She's also, so awesome. You're not right because Christina Hendricks. I mean, yes, of course, before Christina Hendricks showed up in what episode was it? Four, it was like four or five. Yeah, four or five. Yeah, Haley, because, God, she's so fucking adorable. She's super adorable. Oh, she's super adorable. She has a great story arc over a very short show, and she's highly intelligent. I just wish they could have gotten to finish the story arc, specifically some of the stuff yeah. they hinted at with Anara that they never got to touch on. In our, uh, they've kind of in, they've kind of yeah, indicated that she, she was going to die. She was dying of a like a cancer or some kind of disease, and they sprinkled some hints in season one, and that was going to be her long term arc. And part of why there was the will they won't be with Mal is because she was dying. Don't say season one as if there's another season. Well, <laughs> they did continue some of the story as comics on Dark Horse Comics. I do know that. Yeah, they yeah. did get a movie as well. So. Well, I know, but we got a little bit also, more stuff. But. And pro- those were not extra seasons of the show in comic book. Those were just like like one-off stories. Yeah, they do like a three or four issue arc for a one-off story for it. You are yeah, they, they weren't done like Buffy. It wasn't actually like story arcs continuing. What was it? Uh, uh, two by two, Hands of Blue. Was that what it was? Sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Was it Men in Blue? Two no. by two. Hands of blue because they had the surgical gloves on. Two by two, hands of blue. It doesn't have anything to do with Mountain Dew. Well done. I mean, it could. You never know that. (laughs) Oh, no. My tooth checked. Oh, no. This is terrible. (laughs) For those who are listening on the audio podcast, uh, Willie was opening his bottle of Mountain Dew 
using his teeth. And I took him to full screen for it because I know how much that disturbs some people. And I was hoping <laughs> to get reactions from folks. That's honestly what it is. Well, to be fair, my hand is still kind of, I can't grip too well with it. So I can't open it any other way. As of this moment, as soon as it heals, yes, I will just use my hand again. I'm not a savage. I'm just creepy. <laughs> I mean, that is true. We do have buttons for that. Huh? What like what button? This guy's creepy. <laughs> that button. Or or do you want this button? Willie's creepy and you know it. All right, you're getting a little button happy there, buddy. <laughs> hey, you're the one that challenged me like what kind of buttons we had. I'm putting that one on you. Well, I thought you were going to press a different button. I mean, I do have a different button to push. I guess I could just go ahead and push it right now. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. All right, welcome everyone to the News of the Week. It's that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up in the past week and share it with you all live here on the internet and solicit your opinions and freely welcome you telling us we're wrong and that this is dumb because we like our chat room. Interaction is great. So please feel free to tell Willie he's completely wrong on the news he's about to share with you. <laughs> How? I, it's just news. It's... I, I'm not the one doing the news. Hashtag you can't be fake angry news. at me. Fake news. <laughs> as, as an internet podcast show that has reported <laughs> April Fool's news as real news, some of our news has been fake before. <laughs> the best was when it was <laughs> being reported. And we all knew it except Nike. And you and I just kind of looked at each other on camera like, let it go. Just let it go until she was done. I was like, hey, Naki, what, what was the date on that news? And she goes, I don't know. Let me look. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, it was one of my favorite moments on this show. Yep. I don't remember what episode it was, but it was something with Batman casting. I can't remember who was supposedly being cast as Batman. Ryan Reynolds, was that what it was as Batman or something? Yeah, like that? I think it was Ryan Reynolds as Bruce Wayne. Oh, that was delightful. Naki, we miss you. That was still one of our favorite moments ever, and I'm glad she yes. took it in the good humor we intended that we just let her keep going until we went, hey, <laughs> hey, what's the date on that? And I remember like the next year I almost got caught on one because I was looking at a redirected article. So it was like Bleeding Cool had reposted an article from another site. So it had the different date on it because of when they had reposted it. But when you went back to the original article, it still showed April 1st. It's like, oh, I almost reported that. <laughs> well, we're far from April 1st. In fact, even the half-year mark was five days we ago. We were, too, so. with the Batman news. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Willie, what is your non-April Fool's news for us this week? Allegedly. All right, listen here. Uh, Sony has apparently taken the cross-play uh, out of beta, and they're putting it into developers' hands if they so choose to turn it on. Which, from previously, from how many years ago, when Fortnite accidentally did it by accidentally flipping a switch and just, oops, yep. cross-plays on there, to say, no, no, it can't be that easy. Sony, no, 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 it can't be that easy. No, it is that easy. Just, bloop. oh, look, crossplay's on. Uh, uh, and also, they're kind of, I'm going to call them right out, the bullshit reasoning they gave was, we're trying to protect our younger uh, uh, players from the other platforms, which, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually not a bad idea. I mean, like, if you go online and play, uh, or, you know, either way, like, if you're on PlayStation, you're, then you're playing with someone on Xbox, and they start saying 
some mean stuff. Like some like, of course, online interactions are not rated by the ESRB, but the ESRB is bullshit. Look at previous episodes to find out why. But um, yeah, I mean that does like someone could get soured on pl- playing a game and it's a different consoles, but that's a whole nother. That that, that doesn't even matter. The, the amount of times that's going to happen is probably low. So that's still bullshit. That's like Nintendo's thinking. We gotta protect the kids with our online play so and how they can interact with other here's people. Here's the argument Sony lost on on crossplay with that protection angle. As soon as the Switch let people do Fortnite chat natively on there, there's your your weakened argument right there. Because if Nintendo, who is as you've mentioned one of the most risk averse in the name of protecting the children, decides, hey, we're gonna allow crossplay Fortnite chat, Sony doesn't really have a leg to stand on then. Other than, well, we don't want to do it. Uh, no, no I, don't, I think that's a little bit different because apparently Fortnite, something in their coding just lets the chat work, like the voice chat work in game. Any, If you look at any other Nintendo game, but, like Smash Brothers, but it had we had to, to use approved. our app. Nintendo had to allow that to happen oh, they on did? the Switch, though. Yes, okay. it wasn't that they stuck no that idea. in and Nintendo was like, oh, we're just going to let you do it. It was, hey, we want to do this and the concession was made. I think there's another game. Uh, I can't remember. I think there's another game that also allows voice chat outside the Nintendo Switch app. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Plus, any argument by Sony about trying to remain family friendly or make it to where they're not interacting with you know bad people is utter and complete bullshit anyways because they don't even police their own PlayStation Network and the players on it. As I found out in an Apex Legends game where I got stuck with someone who was... I'm not going to say what they were. I tried to report their account, and when I searched for part of their name, I found 450 accounts made on the PlayStation Network that contained the words, Lick My Ass. <laughs> How many times did this guy MF for you, too, in chat? Yeah, it wasn't that. Okay. He was uh, talking, I, I, dropping yeah, I don't have a problem. With, yeah, I don't have a problem with cuss words, so let's just no. say that. But yeah, I to went me, to report him and searched literally lick my ass as one word in PlayStation, and it found 450 separate accounts that people have that as their gamer tag. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And I actually put a screenshot of it up on Twitter and sent it to Sony and the PlayStation Network and got no reply. I mean, to be fair, I have be friended fair, people. Just be no pageantry fair. needed. Get the pageantry out of there. But to, um, <laughs> yeah, I have friended people, even when they were on the other team, like against me on Overwatch, just because of their name. Like, my one of my favorites, Venus Vag Trap. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then also, and then the best one, Fisty McFister. Sixty-nine. <laughs> oh, that's that, that's a bit that's a bit much. It's a bit over the top. So going to our chat that's room, a PlayStation name. Going to our chat room, I think Sailor Paul nailed. I believe it is Rocket League that is the other Switch game that allows chat just by plugging in mm, microphone or headset and microphone to uh, your Nintendo Switch device. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it that sounds, sounds right. Very because right. that oh, was hey. another one that Sony was denying crossplay on. And we're like, but Nintendo's allowing crossplay with Xbox and uh, PC. Why wouldn't Sony? I mean, to be fair, also, I don't want to start playing Dead by Daylight with PC players. Well, no, not PC, but now my question is, Willie, does this mean, as someone who plays Dead by Daylight and Apex Legends, am I going to be playing against Xbox players now? It's up to the developers. They, they've they taken it out of their hands saying it's up to developers to do so. It's not Sony's call. It's the developer's call to do so. But like we I could definitely about- see Apex doing it in Battle Royale. Supposedly it's in their game Call code. of Duty also, but... If it's yeah. as simple as it was when Fortnite accidentally 
flip the switch to do it, it sounds like it's relatively simple to enable cross-play on these service on these systems slash between these systems and services. That's what I'm trying to say here, and I keep jumbling it all up. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. And Willie, going back to your point about or Anthony rather about reporting folks, I think that's a problem on all of these services. Is you've always got people that are a holes or trolls, and it can be difficult to report them. I will give Microsoft rather credit that they've made it a lot easier to report folks, and with some of their changes they've made on Mixer and things like that, they're doing a lot to try and shut down trolling and things that were ruining the community. But you're always going to run into the problem that we've had on there forever if you're playing Halo or something like that, or you just have yeah. kids that get on there and screech curse words and act like morons because that's where they can do it because mommy and daddy won't tell them to be good there. Because they can. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Not because it's a good idea, but because I can. Anytime you interact with people, eventually you're going to interact with bad people. Oh, I learned that. Told you, streaming that Jackbox games, it got to about yeah. an hour and a half to two hour mark. You get those people. There's nothing you can yeah. do about it. I'm not even going to continue with that. It's just you get those people. Yep. So yep. going back a sec, I see in the chat, Sailor Poland and said Sony wouldn't do it because they're the best selling console, so they don't cooperate with anyone. They have to cooperate with them. You're not wrong. Which makes sense. But yeah, and they did get a bit of a black eye there when we saw how simple it was to make Fortnite go cross play, and everyone's like, yeah, oh, that doesn't make sense. And then once you had. Microsoft and Nintendo kind of team up and be like, yeah, we're going to allow crossplay, which was a good business decision because they're not the number one selling console. I'm putting that out there before Willie interrupts me with it. It became mm-hmm. a public relations disaster a little bit because people are like, well, I can play it on these devices. Why can't I play it on these ones? And their other problem also was how they locked down some of the Fortnite accounts was if you'd bought some DLC, I think, on PlayStation 4, then you couldn't log into your account on a Switch or something like that. It was really weird, some of the restrictions that were on there. Yeah, it locked your account to just the PlayStation. Which, that was a dumb move. I think they undid Come that, on. too. I, I think were that might have actually idea. been an I epic they issue. Were they, like, they. PlayStation-exclusive skins or something? No. That was, it wasn't well, there like are. That. But there are, but that's not that, that shouldn't be a problem. Just making sure those are not available. No, it pretty much locked your account only uh. onto the Sony PlayStation. You can't move your account anywhere else. Yeah, that that is fixed now at this point too. But it was it was Good. a mess. It was a disaster. And let's be honest, crossplay like this is one of the things that a lot of gamers have wanted to see. Say what you want about the politics of it or anything like that, but Phil Spencer, who runs the Xbox games division has been pushing for this for years. And if you look at how that division has shifted since he took over, a lot of it has been like, yeah, you guys should just play the games you like on whatever device you want. And he's well known for playing games on his PS4 and playing and joining up with folks and playing on Xbox and things like that. So he's living what he preaches, which is kind of nice to see. I I really do like Phil Spencer. Now biases. Now let me put my bias out there. I have an Xbox and you could consider me an Xbox fanboy because that's what I generally default to first. But I do like his stance and approach towards games in the games industry, which is, yeah, if it's possible, we should all have the chance to play together on whatever the hardware is. I like that. He was, well, and especially it makes sense for games where you need large lobbies, where you need large. The more, the larger the customer pool, the easier it is for game matching. Games like Dead by Daylight, games like Fortnite, like Apex Legends, where you're rebuilding lobbies and lobbies filled with customers. If you can, if your only source of input is the PlayStation Network people. That's a lot smaller than if you can pull from PlayStation Network, Xbox, and Switch. Like if you uh, have all three available, like you have a much larger customer source for building lobbies for the games that are being played. You're not wrong. Uh, it's a good move. I'm glad Sony's doing it. They're kind of late to the party, but at least it finally happened. Is the big thing here. Oh yeah. 
I mean, I understand the reasoning, not the bullshit reason they put out originally, yeah. but I understand like the behind the scenes reason. Like, we're number one. Why should we even worry about this? Like, if they want to play with each other, they should get on our system. Like, that makes sense. But how many customers are you going to alienate? Like, how much you know? How much of a black eye is it going to be? As opposed to, like, is it going to hurt your number, your money? In the end of the day. So so you want the Christopher L. Patented conspiracy theory here? <laughs> here comes the patented conspiracy theory, Willie. Go for it. We're getting close to the release of a new generation of consoles. Because, hey, mm-hmm. the Xbox One, PS4, those are all relatively old in the, in the life cycle of things. And we know PS5 uh, concept art and things like that have leaked out. And there was a lot of people that were pissed off that Sony didn't allow crossplay. And there are a lot of people like, man, I've already got my PS4, but when the PS5 comes out, if they're not going to allow this, I might not go PS5. Part of it here, I think, is an optics thing because fanboys, they do have long memories when it comes to things where they feel like they're slighted or they're getting screwed. Is maybe part of it was a concern that, hmm, if we don't start allowing crossplay now, we might have a problem when the PS5 comes out because people are like, well, I like this, I like a lot of the games but I don't like getting locked into one ecosystem. So I think part of this might be them realizing if we don't do this, we might have a problem with the next generation of consoles. Do you think that's unreasonable? It makes sense. Mm. I don't think there's that many people that would, I'm not going to get the next PS5 because they didn't allow this. I don't see that being a big Venn diagram, you know, scenario. I don't see that being a big, look at the number of myself, myself. Look at the number of people that play games where it can go cross-platform, like Rocket League, like the Call of Duties, like Fortnite. If those people have their friends on a Switch and Xbox and PlayStation Network, and only one of those is a restricted network. So if the next system comes out, if they buy an Xbox, they know they'll be able to play with their Xbox friends and their Switch friends or whatever the next Nintendo system is. I mean, right now, Sony's the number one system. But allowing crossplay now, which will hopefully promise it on the PS5, might be their way to also help maintain that they are the number one system on the next generation as well. Well, I think just by announcing it's going to work for the PS4 means it's going to work for the PS5 because right. it should. Uh, that's they, the assumption. Like, uh, yeah. Is it still just a rumor that that's good? That's going to be backwards capable with PS4s or PS4 games? That was one. I'm of not the sure if that's still a rumor. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. My guess, my guess is it will be because they're probably going to be using the same kind of chipsets and things like yeah. that, and they're probably going to follow what Microsoft is doing, which is the Xbox Scarlet or whatever it's called will play all existing Xbox games. Like I'm not sure if it was just a rumor if they actually already announced it. I wasn't sure either way. I don't I think, think it's I mean, still a rumor. Yeah, I don't okay, think anything PS5 sure. has been confirmed in an official report yet. And I take a offense to people calling me a sony fanboy i take offense to that because if you're a fanboy then you just defend them blindly that that's what a fanboy in my head is we didn't call you a am sony i wrong fanboy though willie people you are, do. You are wrong but i'm a sony fanboy but i don't defend them blindly i just love my fucking playstations i always have well, i mean in my head the definition of fanboy is you just defend blindly. like well like no they, they don't do any wrong what are you talking about like that makes yeah. I get called a fan, a Sony fan, a PlayStation fanboy. No. And I don't take I take offense to that. Well, none of us called you one, so we're not going to apologize because <laughs> we didn't call you a fanboy. You know, you, 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 you was that? I literally just said we <laughs> didn't call you a fanboy. Now, if someone oh, in the chat room okay. does. I can't stop them. So, if you want to call Willie Nelson a, a fanboy in the chat room, feel free. He can't read it right now, anyways. Go ahead, do it's it, true. and uh, just know you'll be wrong. 
those are strong words, Willie. Strong words. Those were strong words. I, don't know. I yeah. thought I had strong words for Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had stronger <laughs> words for her. Uh, so we're talking about Sony with Willie's news story. Let's talk about Sony with mine. We've touched on it in the past, the uh, Spider-Man negotiations with Disney that appeared to be off. And last week, my news of the week was the fact that, hey, Marvel and Disney, or excuse me, Marvel and Sony, they made nice. Well, this week we kind of find out, kind of found out rather, how they made nice. And it's because of the help of a certain person by the name of Tom Holland. Yes, Tom Holland himself inserted himself into this. We found this out when CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, was on Jimmy Kimmel Live on Thursday night. He confirmed Tom Holland came and saved things. So how did he do it? Well, here is what they said, or what he said, rather, on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. We had an event called D23, which is a big Disney fan event. Tom was there because he's got a voice in a new Pixar movie called Onward with Chris Pratt. And he said something on stage, and it was clear that the fans wanted Tom back as Spider-Man, made by Marvel and our Marvel production team. What he's referring to there is the fact that when Tom Holland was on screen talking about the Onward thing, he ended it by saying, I love you all 3,000. So everyone thought that was kind of a nice shout-out, especially as we were dealing with the fact that, oh no, Spider-Man's going away. So Bob Iger continued, he said, After D23, Tom reached out to the folks who worked for me, said, Could I please have Bob's email address or phone number? Of course, I'm very protected, and they were very careful, he continued. I said, sure, have him contact me. And he did. We spoke. Basically, he made up. He cried on the phone. Kimmel asked, really? Hiker responded with a laugh. No, not really, but it was clear that he cared so much, and actually, we care a lot about him. He's a great Spider-Man. I actually felt for him, and it was clear that the fans wanted this to happen. So after I got off the phone with him, I made a couple of phone calls to our team at Disney Studios, and I decided to call the head of Sony, and I said, we got to figure out a way to get this done. For Tom and the fans, and we did. That's how it happened. He called me, and I called them. Iger added, you know what happens sometimes? Companies, when they're negotiating, or people when they're negotiating with one another, they kind of forget that there are other folks out there who actually matter. And that was the case here. There's a whole Parker family out here. So, it's an interesting story. I, I kind of want to believe it, because it jives with everything we know about Tom Holland being a big Spider-Man fan, things like that. I, I kind of like the fact that Tom Holland himself made a phone call that seemed to kind of help move things along. Now, some people may not believe that this was ever actually an issue that they were always going to make nice, but at the very least, it makes for good optics to be like, oh, Tom Holland saved the day here. That's really cool. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. That kid's, he's so great in the role. He's so great in every aspect of being the character on and off screen. Like, have you seen all the times he's visited children's hospitals in full costume? Like, he doesn't have to do that. Like, that's not part of his contract. Like, this kid loves playing the character that he's playing. He seems to love the cast he's working with, the directors he's working with, all the character, other actors that he's been playing, that he's been, you know, playing the character off of and with. Like, he seems to have been having a blast for, what, like, the past six years of his life. And then to, you know, honestly, just as a storyline-wise, to conclude, basically, the, the Tony Stark arc of the Peter Parker lifespan of this character, but then end it on a cliffhanger, on the second film in his actual series, like to end up getting the Garfield treatment and not getting, you know, the, to, to finish the trilogy, to finish out the, the, the full three issue story arc. Like that would just be sad because he's so great as the character. Can't disagree with any of that. Willie, what's your take on all this? Do you think it's legit or you think it's just a good story? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just let me know when the movie's coming out. I don't care whether all this negotiation stuff, I don't care. Just do it or don't do it. Don't tease me like this. I'm getting tired of getting teased. Done. <laughs> I think it's a good story. I enjoyed it. I was well, happy I will that say they this. made the deal. 
Tom Holland is my Spider-Man. You know who's not my Spider-Man? That little fucking kid in uh, Iron Man 2. Not my Spider-Man. <laughs> they retconned it, so that is Spider-Man. Yeah, no, that's, that's not. That's not that, Spider-Man. Can, that nope, is, nope, that nope, is a nope, young nope, nope. Tom Holland. <laughs> it's not actually Tom Holland on screen, but it is a young Peter Parker. In fact, it's he's wearing no, a mask. No, it's not. He's wearing a mask. You can't tell me it's not a young Tom Holland. It's not. <laughs> nope. That was that never happened. I don't care. They can say it all they want. It's not. No. Really? No, that makes it's canon no sense. Yeah. It's so dumb. It doesn't even need to be a thing. It's canon now. There's no stopping. I don't it. care. No, no not my. It's, it's not my head canon. Well, your head canon's not the official MCU canon, my friend. Yeah. Very true. And I did my one F bomb for that. I hope you're happy. <laughs> okay. One F bomb. Why to are we lifting room. ourselves now? Sailor Poland just won the chat room. He goes, I'm tired of getting teased, says the guy who keeps finding chicks on YouTube to admire. <laughs> First of all, says Captain I do not look for them for that reason. They just show up in my recommendations. So don't give me that. And second and in of all, all fairness, while he's watching I'm the not videos, creepy. there's no teasing. He, he comes to completion. Oh, like, there's no teasing. No, I did no. not say that. No. I did not say no. that. That just put creepier slant on I did. was unintended. I did. I said it. Oh, dear. So while we're talking about that Spider-Man, while we're talking about Far From Home also, there was a cool little news blurb that I saw associated with that movie is that, hey, if you haven't seen the movie, you should. So I'm not going to spoiler alert this. The J. Jonah Jameson appearance at the end with J.K. Simmons, that was only filmed like a few weeks before the movie released. They had him come into a Disney conference room with a green screen and just filmed it on nice. green screen so that it wouldn't leak out. And I guess uh, from what John Watson said is like he got into it like on the very first take. It was amazing. He was being Jonah again. And John Watts started laughing, was just having so much fun with it. He ruined J.K. Simmons' first take because he nice. was so into it. <laughs> oh, take takes no 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 that's just jk simmons that's just his naturalness have you saw that drumming jazz movie what it was called uh, and to be fair it's not like he hasn't done the character since when did spider-man 3 come out 2006 he's also played the role in one of the cartoons also he was j jonah jameson and in all honesty i don't think in the history of film casting there's been better casting than jk simmons as j jonah jameson like he is the heart and soul of old flat top, old brushhead. Like he perfectly becomes that character. He doesn't want to be famous, and I'll make him infamous. And uh, I, early about two days ago, I had to get into an argument with someone. <laughs> of course. What's the worst? What's the worst Spider-Man movie? Venom or Spider-Man Three? And I had. Well, what do you think? Venom I said? wait. Those are my Spider-Man only two movie? options. Is a Spider-Man universe movie, whatever. Which one? Is tech, Venom is a Spider-Man character, so yes, it's a Spider-Man movie. If you take it like that, you, whatever. I have those are my you know two I mean. options. I'd say Venom's worse because the Sandman arc was actually pretty good. What are you gonna say, Chris? I'm gonna take option three and vote for the Amazing Spider-Man one because it was poop. Oh, I enjoyed it. No, it was poop. He had he had good quips in that movie. He was that was the good quippy Spider-Man. And you had Emma Stone in those boots. Yeah, yeah, now, that's Stone and everything. everything. Mm. No, yeah, those boots. I just like those. I don't know what's wrong. The, something with her in those boots. I was like, I don't know what it is. It's, of course, you also got boots, Bryce but... Dallas Howard in those same kind of boots in Spider-Man Three because she was also playing Gwen, and they went yeah. back to the comic origins there too. 
But yeah, I'm, I said Spider-Man 3 was better than Venom because Venom is just... Yeah. God, the dialogue writing is the worst I have ever seen. Sailor Paul in the chat room chimes in, Spider-Man 3 is hardly bad. It's flawed, but it's not bad. It's actually yeah. really good. I think that's yeah. fair. Spider-Man they just force Raimi to do too much. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 is flawed because the studio is like, we want Venom! And Raimi is like, I, I don't want Venom. I, I don't want Venom at all. I mean, I did have to concede the fact that Tom Hardy is a better Eddie Brock than... Eric Foreman? Topher Grace. Yes. Yeah, I had to concede that fact. But also, uh, it's character-wise better than doesn't mean he's the perfect. Character-wise, Topher Grace is more is of a shithead, Topher. and Eddie Brock should be a shithead. But physically, Topher Grace does not embody Eddie Brock at all. That's because <laughs> they wanted to make Eddie be like an, a mirror image of Peter in that. Yeah. Place. That's why they cast a dude that was rumored to be in the running to be Peter Parker at one point in time. Yep. Because if you go back to when Spider-Man in 2002 yeah. came out, you could see Topher Grace as a Peter Parker yeah. type character. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the guys... No, no, he was one of the guys tasking alongside Tobey Maguire. Yes, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Tobey Maguire, Topher Grace, all those guys at that time were all up for the Spider-Man role. Huh. I, I don't think I, I would have see seen that. Gyllenhaal very well for it. But maybe that's just because I can't get Mysterio out of my head now because I thought he was yeah. awesome as Mysterio. Because he did great at it. But yeah, I mean, remember back then he was a lot younger. He could have done. He could have done a you know a geeky Peter Parker. I don't think he would have been bad. It would have been very different from Tobey Maguire for sure. But I don't think it would have been bad. That guy's a hell of an actor. <laughs> when he gets good material and a good director, he can put up some good stuff. Yeah. Wait, who are we talking about now? I'm getting so confused. Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. I thought you, I, I was like, wait, Hardy? Mysterio, or? Donnie Darko, Grace. I got you now. Yeah. Of Prince course. of Persia. I mean, look at look at Donnie Darko. <laughs> I didn't like the Prince of Persia movie. That much, <laughs> Nobody <to be> did. <laughs> I never saw it, so I wanted to it's like a it. Great movie. I wanted it to. There you go. Because I'm like, I like it the games. Good. It's not. It ain't good. good. I'll tell you that. It ain't good. It's not good. Let's see. Wait. A full title: Cat Prince of Persia: Sands of, Sands of Time. I think. Yeah. No, it was just called Prince of Persia. The movie? Yeah, I don't think they had any subtitle. The first game was Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. The first PS2 game, not the first game in the no, series. The first which game came out was, what, the yeah. 80s. The first game was PC only, and it was just called Prince of Persia. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. the, or was it DOS? I'm not the sure. Google machine has ruled and said that the official title of the movie yep. was Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. Sands of Time. In 2010. Really? Yeah. 2010. Yep. Well, I never watched it, so don't. don't I did. Take my you word. didn't miss out on much. I mean, it's not yeah. the worst bomb that Disney put out around that time frame. It's not as bad as uh, what was John Carter that came out like a couple years after that. That wasn't very good. Whoa! No, that was uh, that was a good movie. John Carter was a solid movie that they yeah. that they ruined through advertising by changing it and taking the word Mars out of the title. They probably put that in there. Well, I think because Mars needs moms did so bad that some executive said Mars ruins budgeting and advertising. So take Mars out of the title. What what were they looking at? Ghost of Mars? <laughs> no, they were looking at Mars. Oh, Mars, Mars, needs, Mars moms. needs moms. That movie bombed oh. so hard. Yeah. That instead of calling it by its full title, John Carter, Warlord of Mars, they called it John Carter. And people thought it was another fucking um, one of those Michael Clayton type like politician movies. And, and uh, so nobody went and saw it. It was, it was actually a fantastic action adventure film where uh, fucking uh, Taylor Kitsch like worked his ass off that. He was great in that movie. What else was he in? Taylor Kitsch. That sounds. He familiar. was going to be Gambit in a spinoff movie, wasn't he? Gambit. That's right. No, yeah. he's what? No, he was Origins. Yeah. Okay, he was yeah, Friday yeah, Night Lights. Um. Now, remind me. I never read the books of John Carter. Did any of you guys? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, uh, wasn't he in like the Civil War or something? Wasn't he on yeah. like yeah the 
the southern yeah. side the I'm not sure. I don't know if he was because it was late, either 17 or 1800s. I'm not sure. I mean, it's old school America, and then he gets transported to Mars at some point. Yeah, and I can't remember either uh, if they kept that in the movie, like where he was still on that side, like in the very beginning. I can't remember if they if they did. That means they had bigger balls than Jonah Hex did. <laughs> <laughs> they might have. I don't remember. Like I I, well, I only seen it like twice, and it's been a while. I remember he starts in the past, but I can't remember if anything's brought up about the actual like Civil War era. That's fair. I just wasn't sure. So, mm. yeah. Sorry, I don't know. But that was a good either. movie. Okay, I will stand corrected. It didn't do much for me, but I'm Did... glad that you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I was I was hoping that was going to get a sequel. And I think do I remember correctly? There was a rumor or something that they made it bomb on purpose. That's kind of been debunked, but yes, there was. A rumor okay, okay. I, I only heard about that. Never heard about the debunking. So I'm only going what I hear. I'm not saying stating a fact here. <laughs> I am not full of facts at all but he doesn't do facts in addition to other things that we won't talk about on this show yep you already have i said or i don't have to talk about it anymore and i'm not oh anymore to... oh anymore gotcha yeah. let me rephrase <laughs> so uh why don't we wrap up this conversation and move on over to anthony's news of the week all righty well, there's been there's been some movie news this week, but we're not going to talk about the bad stuff. We're going to talk about the good stuff. Do any of you guys watch uh, Doug Loves Movies or listen to Doug Loves Movies, the podcast? I just went to a uh, taping of it, uh, what, two months ago, a month ago? Yeah, and one of my favorite things is when they do stuff like the movie trivia is when you get you hear the audience or Doug say, full title, please. And one of the best ones we had for that was a couple years ago with Birdman in 2014, where we had Birdman oh. or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Because if you choose that movie as an answer, you have to know the full title. And we got a new trailer this week that's going to put a new movie into that list that's going to fuck with people. Because the answer is not Birds of Prey, if you're talking about a new Margot Robbie movie. It's Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh, God. The full uh, title I, is a motherfucker. But goddamn, this movie looks like it's going to yeah, be fun. I'd like to see a movie with the Birds of Prey that actually features the Birds of Prey in the trailer, please. <laughs> I, I'm going to embarrass yeah. myself a little bit here. It's all uh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to admit here. I did not know. I thought that was going to be a TV show. There's also a From TV the first series, trailer I, I saw? too. On well, DC I know there was. Oh, okay. Maybe that was. But it's animated, I think, the DC Universe. Yeah, oh, okay. I think they did it an animated. And there was. Birds of Prey TV show, and then they were doing a live-action movie at the same time, and a lot of the news was coming out simultaneously, and I All think right. there was a lot of confusion about well, what was going to be what. And there's also that Birds of Prey show that was back in the, what, the early 2000s. Which they're yep. actually taking one of the actors out of and bringing them into the Crisis crossover on Air. Yeah, isn't Huntress what? showing up? Yeah. Batman and Catwoman's daughter? Yeah, the Huntress uh, the from, later. The Huntress from uh, Birds of Prey in like 2001 will be reprising her role in 2019's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, which oh, I the the crisis is going to be. Have you have you seen the Superman standing next to each other in their Superman costumes? Have you seen that they've made a point of not showing anything of Tom Welling except for just being in a flannel shirt because they're probably saving him in a Superman costume for a big of reveal. Of course, yeah. it's going to be a huge thing to because actually see him in the suit. What I said on Starling Tribune is I felt cheated almost at the end of Smallville that we never actually saw Tom Welling in the suit. We saw him undo his shirt, and there was the Superman yeah. logo. But the rest of it was just like CGI Tom Holland's head onto Superman body. So we never got it. So this is going to be the ultimate payoff after, what, it's been nine, eight years since Smallville went off the air? Now we're finally getting awesome. him in the suit, and it's going well, to be great. Uh, I'm going down a rabbit <laughs> hole. I apologize. I don't care about Christ on Finn Earth because they're not going to have, have one person. Yeah. 
they're not going to have one person that they should have. They they screwed the pooch on it. Which one Almost, person? Uh, Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, you're eh. right. They offered him no money and no story and said they just wanted yeah. to sign on because they didn't have any idea what they were going to do with him. And he said, no, I can't blame him for that. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, no, 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 I'm blaming them, yeah. not him, not him. I'm blaming yeah. them. They, well, but in all fairness, for, they've also brought back it. like 90 percent of the people that have been in like CW shows and other DC universe. We're getting Kevin Conroy. We're getting fucking Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman. Like, they're covering so many bases. They can't bring everybody back who's ever been in a DC property. It's still only a crossover that has a limited amount of minutes. And Smallville is basically basically given the way to bring the Green Lanterns in easily because Guggenheim said that Smallville Season 11 comics are still considered canon for the purpose of Crisis on Infinite Earths. So when they introduced the Green Lantern Corps in Smallville in (laughs) Season 11 (laughs) comics... The Green Lanterns could theoretically come in, which means you could get John Diggle <coughs> Stewart, potentially, <laughs> yeah, as a John Green Diggle Lantern, Stewart. which would be really, really freaking cool if he got to do it once. <laughs> the the John Diggle from the from the uh, Smallville universe could be a Green Lantern, which would be bad ass. I want it. That would, Wait, that from, would be cool. There was a John Diggle in Smallville? There, well, one of the Green Lanterns oh, of, he was from Green of fame is John Stewart. But yeah. there's been a lot of fan theories that John Diggle could actually be John Stewart. He's just been renamed or he has changed his name for some reason and his full name could be John Diggle Stewart or something like that. Wait, that's from Smallville? I thought that was from Green Arrow. Who? What? John Diggle's from Green Arrow. John Diggle? Yes. Okay, you, you said Smallville. That's what confused But I said Smallville set it up so that they could okay, have Green I was like, Lanterns. Wait, I thought that was... Uh, you're just confusing really now. But the, yeah, that's fair. Let's bring this back a little bit. So yeah, I really confused the actual trailer, the live action trailer for Birds of Prey. I thought that was going to be a TV show because that actually kind of looked like a TV show to like the look of it from what I saw. It was like weeks ago, so I don't remember. Yeah, that the trailer didn't do shit for me, I'll be honest. I watched it went, "Huh. Okay, it's a Birds of Prey movie where I see the Birds of Prey for 30 less than 30 well, for seconds. Let me rephrase. Literally seconds in some of their case, and the rest of it's all about Harley Quinn. Why don't you just make a Harley Quinn movie instead of being like, it's the Birds of Prey? This is the Harley Quinn movie. They're yeah. just adding in the Birds of Prey to fill out the storyline. Yeah, I, I don't care. It's a D- Yeah, we D- know where our another, money really needs to go. It's yet another DC movie that hasn't really got me going, oh, I, got, I really want to see this. And yes, I know I will go see most everything Marvel puts out because they have a track record that I like. DC, mm-hmm. you've really... And maybe this is my fanboyism coming out disclosure if the trailer doesn't hook me it's not enough for me to be like up oh, i'm gonna go see that i'm like well maybe the next trailer will hook me that's, well that's just because just because we're still since it's the opening week just like with joker they're doing something where they're just showing that they have no balls to do something they have to have carly quinn in there and a, and in the title to make this movie happen probably something not happened wrong. in joker but they just didn't have the balls to do it and they just like really I could, it would have been better without that. Not going to say it here because we're still in spoiler week. <laughs> spoiler free week, I mean. There. Well, I am excited about the trailer. I'm also excited about the cast. There's Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. We get Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hel- Helena Bertinelli, the original version of the Huntress where she's a mob daughter. We get Ewan McGregor as the Black Mask. He's playing the villain. 
We get Chris Messina playing Victor Zaz. So we get the serial killer from the Gotham universe. Ali Wong's character is still unlisted as who she's playing on IMDb. But we get Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. Like, holy shit. I would see the movie just for that. I love me some Rosie Perez. But yeah, so I think the trailer looks fun. But also, this wasn't the only Harley Quinn news this week. Along with this, they just put out a tweet that uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti are coming back to what was now called the new DC Black Label. It's no longer Vertigo. And they are launching a four-issue Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey comic coming out from DC Comics. So basically, the people that made Harley Quinn super cool in the comics, they're not the ones that created her for the cartoon, but the ones who made her kick ass in the comics, one of the like coolest couples in comics, Amanda Connor and Jim Pagliotti, are coming back and doing a new series at DC Black Label and doing another four-issue mini where Harley's being hunted. Uh, the Joker puts out a $10 million bounty on Harley, and her and the Birds of Prey have to basically fight back and find out why Joker's trying to take her out. So, four 32-page Forge mini miniseries. So, it'll be a good you know, 120 pages of story. Five ninety nine each coming out in February 2020 to start. It'll be another fun book. Every time Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Condor work on Harley, those usually seem to be the books that sell the best because those two people love that character. They absolutely love that character, and it shows in everything that they do. So that'll be another great book to pick up. So yeah, we're getting a lot more Harley because, well, Harley's great, and Margot Robbie kicks ass. That's fair. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's doing it for some folks. I don't care. I didn't care for Suicide Squad either. I will go see the Suicide Squad because it's James Gunn, and I like him as oh, a yeah. filmmaker. And it sounds <laughs> is like that it's what it's called? The Suicide Squad is his Suicide Squad movie. Oh, no. No, that's a terrible and time. And, Willie, you want to know what else? It It is, like, not... It's like a soft reboot of what came before. It sounds yeah, like. I heard about that. Of course. Yeah, but it's James Gunn, Fuck. so it should be interesting. Yeah. It is I just don't like that whole idea. I'll tell you this much. I'll see The Suicide Squad probably before I'll see Joker. Oh, you're not seeing it? You're not going to see Joker? I give a fuck about that movie. Wow, I was not I made a that. real film and then put it in a comic book character. Eat my dick, Todd Phillips. That's fair. That's worse than Scorsese saying they're not real films. I've never seen them, but they're not real films. Fuck you. Oh. You want to talk trash about something you've never Scorsese's seen? Scorsese's thing was that whole argument we always get to high art versus pop art kind of thing. Exactly. And whatever. I don't and care I'm not that. saying Joker's a bad movie. I'm not going to say anything about it because I'll see it eventually. But I'm um, in no rush to see it after Todd Phillips' comments. He ain't getting I, my money in the theater. Can nope. I jump in on this with, with people who, who are uh, critics and they're just dumb? Go for it. I'm not, I can't drop another F-bomb, but yeah, they can screw right off. Uh, uh, Roger Ebert, he could, I'm glad he's dead. Because he, he said games are not art. Screwed that guy. <laughs> Jumping Christ. in on it. Um, All right. Maybe so the, the, he realized that is too far. He really, like, really disliked Monopoly? Like, video games are not art. Oh. He apparently never played The Last of Us. Oh. That um, is... When he was growing up and before he died, I mean, he went through a lot of the times when video games weren't art. <laughs> I would still say they're art. I think, some of, I think some of them became art. I, think, I don't think a lot of them started that way. So going back to your Todd Phillips comments, let's touch on that before he closed up. He, he'd also made some comments, I believe it was in a Vanity Fair interview. And let me make sure I'm reading this correctly. Oh, uh, I'm pulling this from a tweet where it's quoted. He said, Todd Phillips stated, quote, go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. When asked yeah. if he would develop more comedies. He adds that com- the comedies don't work anymore because all the funny guys are like, fuck this shit. I don't want to offend you. 
which I think is honestly a bullshit argument because if you go look, there's still lots of strong comedies out there. Maybe not comedy movies, but look at the TV side of the house. Things like well, Good Place. No, and movies. And yeah, the, best re- yeah. the best response to that was Taika Waititi was after to. having made Thor basically said, yeah, eat my dick. Taika Waititi's <laughs> exact response was he took the tweet. Is that, that came a direct from, quote? No, it is not. No. Discussing oh. film at Discussing Film had the tweet oh. on October 1st. Taika quoted it on October 2nd. And all he said was, LOL, he funny. Yeah. In regards to Todd Phillips' comments. Now, here's the thing. It's perfectly fair to say you don't want to do comedy films anymore, but to try and pin it on what culture is why I don't want to do it. No, come on. That's horse yeah. shit. Just be like, I don't want to do comedies anymore because that's that's a bullshit argument to be like, what culture prevents comedies yeah. from being good and from being out there? Yes, you don't get as many of the raunch comedies out there like Super Bad or Hangover and stuff like that. But you know oh. what? I would argue that those don't really age as well as some actual good comedies out there. You can still go and watch Animal House to this day, and it's awesome and amazing. You go and watch Superbad, and you're kind of like, I remember laughing about this when I was younger, but now I'm just kind of like, I know he didn't do Superbad, but it was an example. Yeah. Certain aspects of comedy change. Certain aspects of creating comedy grow with the culture. Other ones die out. There's a reason that Eddie Murphy just publicly stated that going back and rewatching Ron Delirious, he feels a little bad about some of the jokes he made when he was a punk ass 20 year old comedian. Because at the time, he was a punk ass 20 year old comedian, and that was the shit that was funny at the time. He's not making those jokes today. But you can go back and watch a George Carlin special from 15 years ago, and it's probably still going to be about 100% spot on the fucking money. Because there's different types of comedy, there's different ways to go about making things funny. Certain stuff lasts. Certain stuff needs to change. Apparently, Todd Phillips just doesn't know how to evolve and make his comedy funny anymore. I don't think it's... I honestly think it's more a matter of he didn't want to do comedies anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're like, I want to do something different as a filmmaker. I'm perfectly fine with that. But again, that whole argument of woke culture makes it so people can't be funny, I call bullshit. It's a bullshit excuse. Willie mentioned in the movies there was Good Boys. You go and look at TV, Good Place, Superstore, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, I know they're all on NBC. But those are all shows (laughs) that embrace the woke culture to a certain extent, as you would put it, but are still laugh-out-loud funny. Look at something like South Park, who just doesn't give a shit who they offend. They'll talk about anything they want to. I was trying to think of movies. Oh, Spy. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy, that movie made me laugh so hard I stopped breathing. Really? And it's a brand new film. The scenes where she's bitch slapping the uh, that dude that's like the assistant, I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so All hard. All right, I'll check it out. It it worked for me. It was fucking good. Yeah. I mean, I liked her. And, uh, oh, there's another one. Was it uh, The Happy Time Murders? I haven't seen it yet. I've got it. I bought it. I just uh, haven't had a chance to watch good. it. Good. I mean, just so, don't try and get it on the digital copy because they comedy like everything else can evolve and change. Like. It's got to evolve with it if you want to keep being funny. Now, the only thing I could sign a sort of site that might link what he's saying is I don't think you could make a movie like The Hangover or something like that today, not because of woke culture, but because that's not what's funny anymore to to the vast majority of folks. Hangover is still a fun movie. You can go back and rewatch it, but that's not how comedy is right now when you look at movies and TV. It's, it's changed a little bit, and that's not to be like woke culture changed it. It's just, it's evolved. And I agree with Southern Poland. If I woke, if mm-hmm. woke culture was so bad, South Park and Family Guy would be gone. Yeah, no shit. They're still making episodes and make people I mean, laugh. Uh, Trey South Park, Park might be close to getting off. Yeah, maybe. Trey Parker and They're Matt Stone. They're screwing over uh, China. Yeah. Trey Parker and <laughs> Matt Stone just don't care about who they offend. I honestly think they go out there to see, hmm, can we offend these people this time? I mean, seriously. The show has been around forever, built on the premise of everyone's fair game for us to rip on. Including yep. ourselves. And because they don't hold back, it fucking works. Sailor Paul yeah, says... No. There I'm, are... Yeah. 
I'm not sure. Say, Can yeah. you see them making Blazing Saddles <laughs> nowadays? There are certain things that cannot be redone oh, and gosh. are a product of their era. That's one of them. Something like Blazing Saddles, there's no studio in the world that would green, green light a movie like that these days unless you had a perfect script. But would the All argument right, now, be... I'm a little that, curious. That, sorry, one sec. Would the argument be, is that a result of woke culture or is that a result of life or studios or i don't know the right way to put it of everything evolving past that point i don't yeah it's, there's our culture has culture changed. And evolving yeah our culture has evolved since the time when that movie was made so that movie wouldn't fly because well there's really no reason to make it the way that that movie was made back then and that movie was fucking hilarious when it came out and i still find it funny but yeah there's not a there is a, there is not a studio executive in the world that would green light a movie that's even half like that these days because they wouldn't risk it because yeah. <laughs> they ain't but, got the balls. But if you had the right script and the right director and people that loved the material and wanted to go that far into something in our current culture and somebody did have the balls to green light it, it could be the type of, you know, cultural hit that Blazing Saddles was like. There's a reason people still fucking love that movie. Like it struck a nerve at the time and it, it became a cult classic. There's always a chance, but it's unlikely. It's very I think what really helps that movie in particular is the message was never of you know negativity. The final message no. was Yeah. That's what helps yeah, it was it. a positive message and well Gene Wilder's awesome. <laughs> well, I was gonna say Mel Brooks is awesome, but uh, he's pretty cool too. I mean Mel Brooks. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I like yogurt, even plain yogurt. I like it with sprinkles. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting conversation. I think it's fair to say the three of us are kind of united in that thought this whole woke culture argument as to why comedies aren't happening or why comedians are walking. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's a BS excuse. You want to change what you do? Fine. Go away. Yeah. If you want to change what you do, fine, change it, but don't come up with some bullshit excuse. Completely agree. That being said, it is time for us to start wrapping things up before we shut down episode 375 though. We do have one last segment. It's a bit called what I'm into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and or nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe, you'll want to check them out yourselves. Uh, Willie, why don't you kick us off? What have you been getting into, boss? Uh, went to go see Joker uh, Friday. and I guess I still can't say that little bit of a first way, whatever. It's not much. I just won't say it. I'll, I'll tell you guys after the show. <laughs> um I'm uh, going to be um, busy planning a Jackbox party pack um, party that's going to be coming out uh, the 17th. I'm going to be streaming it so any one of you can come play as long. That's Thursday the 17th. I don't have a time yet. I'm going to say 7 o'clock Eastern time. Let's go with that. And that's, uh, shit, what's my Twitch? South Porky? Let's go with that. I believe it's Twitch. South Porky. TV slash South Porky. I don't know how all that works. Just look up South Porky on Twitch, and there I am. We will be, Seven. if if you watch on other channels, I'll rebroadcast on this one. It's set to automatically rebroadcast on Willie's stuff. So for some reason, if you can't find Willie's channel that's broadcasting it, come to this channel, and they should be rebroadcasting with a button to go to his channel. Just please don't be racist assholes when you come to it. Or at least be funny with it if you're going to, at the very <laughs> least. Then I'll just like, yeah, you're still a jerk. Anyway, um, other than that, I don't really. I saw the uh, the uh, Terminator trailer. I, I'm actually interested in seeing it. Or play, oh yeah, want to want to watch it. I mean, I'm uh, probably one of the few people that actually enjoyed Terminator Genesis. It was a, an enjoyable movie. 
I mean, it had some problems with it. I do not like the actor they had for, uh, was it John? Connor? Yeah, John Connor. (laughs) Do not like the actor they had for that. But other than that, I mean. That was the one with Amelia Clark, right? Yes. It it had a couple okay parts. Yeah, it wasn't enough to be like, this is a terrible Terminator movie. No, it's just another story. I mean, it was better than Terminator Salvation. (laughs) They did a real shitty job spelling the word Genesis, though. (laughs) Uh, they didn't want to get whatever. sued by Sega. <laughs> <laughs> or the Bible. Bible what was the last time the Bible domain. sued somebody? Or, or, uh, uh, and doesn't have an author. Or Phil Collins. Didn't want to get sued by Phil Collins either. <laughs> Fair. Are we, we going to run this joke to the ground? Let's run this joke into the ground. Keep going. Damn, yeah. right, we are. Beat it to the ground like a drummer. <laughs> oh, Jason Clark was the John Connor in that one. Well done. That no, was wrong, I, I yeah, was doing he, he wasn't great. I actually I did like Jai Courtney's Kyle Reese in that one, the guy who was Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad. His Kyle Reese wasn't bad. Oh, that was I the mean, same guy. Yeah, that was Cat. Yeah, that was oh. Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I mean he's no Michael Bean. Like you know, it's hard to beat the original. But for trying to do his own take on the character, like I didn't I didn't mind his Kyle Reese. His Kyle Reese was kind of cool. Uh, they did some cool things with it. I had no problem. Apparently, they're continuing on with the old Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger in this one too from the trailers. So, because like, the way I understand it, the new one. Yeah, what is this a sequel to? This is a sequel to one and Second? two. Okay. Yeah. And the other ones don't exist as far as I remember from the article I read. Is it right, Cameron movie. coming back to produce and is actually enough a part of it that he's like, okay, we're going to ignore the ones that people didn't like. And this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Movie I believe, makers. I believe Title it's makers. Whatever you are, <laughs> you need to work on making your titles. And like I need to and stop doing all this stuff. Like we're forgetting all these movies. Like I don't want to have to do research for going seeing a movie to make sure I'm to know what I'm watching. Like when I first saw last year's Halloween, which is a sequel to Halloween, (laughs) I forgot. I didn't know that the whole thing with um, Jamie Lee, uh, Michael Myers, and um, Laurie Strode were brother and sister. That only came out in Halloween two, which is not last year's Halloween, which technically <laughs> is Halloween 2 when you think about it. Makes no sense. But yeah, I forgot. I thought I was like, oh, so the brothers, oh, wait, nope, nope. I didn't even think about it until the end. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't come out to the second movie. Oh, yeah, the, okay. The multiple Halloween franchises might be the worst naming system in all of film history. Yeah, some of them just drop the number and just go with a subtitle, like Wow. Well, yeah, because you have Halloween, you have Halloween 2, you have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, they Halloween 20 of them. 5, and then Halloween H2O. Halloween 20? <laughs> and then you get two Rob Zombies Halloweens, and then you get the new Halloween that even though it's made by the guy who wrote and directed Halloween 1 and 2, is somehow only a sequel to Halloween 1, and is also still Whatever. only called Halloween. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Though, yeah, I did see the new movie was great. I fucking loved the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Great so movie. Good. The title is I'm only playing about the title. Yeah. The title naming shit was ridiculous. And apparently they're filming the sequel, at least the first sequel, in Wilmington, North Carolina, because I saw an ad to be an extra in it. Though I would have done it, uh, except for the problem of being that that you already have to have your picture into the studio, like whatever company is doing it. They're supposed to already have a headshot. Like, I don't have a headshot. I would hope to go in there blind just then saying yes without looking at me because look at this face. Is this a face for movies? Yeah, it's a face for radio. And back to the movie titling thing. Look at you, The Suicide Squad. What is this? The Fast and the Furious? No, it's just Fast and Furious. Oh, you're a sequel? What? What? <laughs> 
I think the Fast and the Furious is what gave everybody the idea that they could do whatever fucked up name for a sequel they want. You're not wrong. And let's go back to let's go back to First Blood. What's the sequel? Rambo First Blood Part, part two. two. That makes sense. <laughs> What's the third one? Rambo Three. What happened Rambo to First three. Blood? <laughs> What's the fourth one? Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> You're not four. No, no, just Rambo. And what's this? La- what's the last one that just came last out? Last Blood. Okay. Oh, we bring back. We bring back yeah. the first Blood. It's like, like the last Rocky movie that was just Rocky Balboa. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, number is that's this? screwed up. Too. We're talking about the and last Rocky movie is Creed Two. Yeah. Well. No, 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 no. <laughs> talking about the Rocky standalone movies. Creeds. Not saying they're bad movies. I'm just saying yeah. they don't count for the eight Rocky movies. Films in the Rocky universe. Deal with it. Eight of them. Fair I enough. don't care. Your argument, I'm not going to argue with you because I just don't care enough. I fucking love those movies, all of them. I mean, yeah, they're good movies. I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, the core series of Rocky, I'm making sure that Michael B. Jordan has a stand like, they stand up on their own. They don't need to fall back on Rocky. That's why I'm saying. You're trying to have him have a crutch. I'm not. I'm the I one the right. You're in the wrong. You're if putting you go into the first down. Creed movie and Apollo Creed and Rocky and them don't exist as characters, and you're just starting from Creed 1 knowing nothing... Uh, those those movies lose a lot if they're, they're they're great films all on their own. They're great films, but I'm saying they lose a lot if you don't have the history of the Rocky films. I just said I'm not arguing this point because I don't care enough. <laughs> Chris, who's next? And tell them what they've been getting into. I'll go next with what I've been getting into. Uh, Friday on Netflix, Big Mouth season three dropped. I have two episodes left to watch. It is ridiculous <laughs> as always, crazy, insane. Maya Rudolph's hormone monstress is still hilarious wait until she pronounces uh. google in there it is oh no hilarious it's like you look it up on the old jiggly or something like that i can't say it how she does <laughs> but i'm like oh my god this is amazing it's amazing uh big mouth's hilarious that's if, that show's so fun if you've liked season one and two season three is really good when it comes to uh looking it up on netflix realize that the net the excuse me the valentine's day special they put out is actually episode one of season three so this takes place right after that. I've, I've had a blast with it. Uh, let's see. I did see yesterday the trailer drop for the Picard series on CBS All Access. It releases on January 23rd, I think they said. God damn, it looked good. I almost <laughs> want to get CBS All Access. And it made my heart hurt when you have that scene at the end with Picard and Riker sitting side by side. And he's like, uh, he's talking to Riker, says, thanks for trying not to talk me out of it. And you see Riker put his arm around Jean-Luc Picard and like tap him and like pat him on the shoulder as he's sitting next oh. to him on the bench. And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God, my I'd feelings. I heard so much good stuff, but I hadn't seen the new trailer. Jonathan Franks shows up in the new Jonathan one. Jonathan Franks is in the new trailer. Oh, okay. I got to watch the new trailer. So is now. Marina Sirtis right. as uh, Deanna Troy. Nice. Uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of cool moments there that tie back to the original or to the older series. They even bring back some of the music from it for a second. Uh, it's it's a good trailer. If you were on the fence about it or you're a Trek fan, go watch the Picard trailer. It, it, it's yeah. it's got me this close to being like oh, I'm going to get CBS All Access. It yeah. seems to be selling a lot of CBS All Access passes. Like yeah. it seems to be earning them money. Yeah. So January 23rd that comes out. I got to make a decision between now and then. Uh, what else have been getting into? Picked up a game for 99 cents on sale on the Switch called 911 Operator. That's kind of like a strategy game where you basically are the 911 operator. And you have to allocate resources across the city, responding to different emergencies, things like that. Surprisingly fun for a 99 cent game that was normally like five or ten bucks. I can't remember, but it's on sale through the end of the month. I've had a lot of fun with it. I played it for probably like three or four hours yesterday, just screwing around. I put a map up of like Jacksonville, Florida, and was allocating police resources 
and responding to emergency calls, taking call, taking emergency phone calls and having to decide what was real, what was fake, stuff like that. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, last thing I've been getting into that I could think of for mm. this, Wednesday night was the premiere of wrestling on TNT for the first time since like yeah. 2000 or 1999. I can't remember. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite premiered this week on TNT. Uh, for their very first episode, they knocked it out of the park. I thought it was solid. Some really good matchups. Uh, they got to establish a new heel stable led by Chris Jericho at the end, which I'm intrigued by. Yeah. Who is Le Champion, the champion <laughs> of All Elite Wrestling. He's got a little bit of the uh, bubbly, too. Really doesn't know what I'm talking about here. I, I love them damn Rhodes boys. I, I love what they're doing. It's so good to see them like basically being able to run their own thing. Yep. Like there, There's no pair of brothers in the world that's got wrestling more in their heart than those guys. Like It's fucking crazy. And Cody Rhodes just seems to be having the time of his damn life. Yeah, it, it was really good. They also announced after the fact they're doing like an what is it, AEW After Dark or something like that. I can't remember what the exact title was. So all the dark matches they film before they actually do the live TV taping, they're saving and they're doing as like a YouTube show. So like they did oh, three dark matches nice. beforehand. Tony Schiavone is going to do the commentary on them. They're going to put it up on YouTube on Tuesday nights before the new episode airs on Wednesday nights. And yes, this is live professional wrestling, just like WWE does every Wednesday night. They are live from whatever location they are at. And I think they were in uh, Washington, D.C. They're actually coming to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is an hour and a half up the road for me, and Charleston, West Virginia, which is about two and a half hours south of me. So I'm contemplating going to a Wednesday night taping or Wednesday night live show of all elite wrestling. <laughs> it was just, it's well, interesting because I'm a very much lapsed wrestling fan. Me too, but guess whose YouTube channel I just subscribed to? All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling. Or uh, Cody Rhodes, I didn't know that, American Nightmare. I didn't know they were going to put up the, the dark matches. That's awesome. Yeah. I will totally watch all of those. I love dark house matches. Yeah. Like, it's some of the best stuff because it, be, it, doesn't, it doesn't count. But that's the question. We're not sure if it does or not because they've made a point of saying, like, wins and losses matter in AEW. So, like, if Cody had lost his match mm -hmm. on Wednesday night, he wouldn't have been going into the title match against Jericho at the pay-per-view, theoretically, because he wouldn't have the record for it. So... The question nice. is, do the dark match records count or not? If they're going to put them out publicly. I'm assuming they all do. Right. I'm going to break kayfabe here. Wins <laughs> and losses do not matter because it's all fake. I know, <laughs> but that is not how they're setting this up. They said... Yeah, the, in, in the storyline they're writing, in the, story in the line, fictional world of AEW wrestling, wins, and, wins and, losses. and losses count. Yep. I always just find it funny when they always say, he's a 16 world world time champion or whatever. Like, six, You mean written in as 16 times of win and loss? Does it matter? No, 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 no. no. Flair won them belts, motherfucker. Oh, oh right now, <laughs> by being popular. Hey, do not take shots at the nature boy. No, because He's, he's about, what, 112, and he will come and take a shot at your little ass. <laughs> and he, he lives got, in he has no fear. So he's not that. He's only an hour yeah. and a half away from him. He can make that drive and still have the energy to whoop your ass. In a limousine, probably. Limousine or is he going to be jet, jet flying? flying I don't know. Son of a gun. <laughs> if you ask Nice, Willie, maybe, profiling. Willie, if you ask Nice, maybe he'll take you for a ride in Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That sounds. Hashtag me too. <laughs> That sounds weird. So that's what I've been getting into. I apologize. I, I went long. We'll, we'll kick things over to Bachman to wrap us up. We got about six minutes left before we shut this thing down. Uh, but it's pretty short and quick. Uh, yeah. Catching up on Netflix and Hulu Title shows. Um, damn right. You can watch it six times. Um, I'm loving the Wu-Tang, the America saga on Hulu as one of the best shows. Those actors on that every damn episode, those kids deliver. Um, like if you know absolutely nothing about Wu-Tang, it's worth watching the show just to see the character growth of these kids growing up in New York City back in the day. 
just a, a super fun show. And then um, did a bunch of Dead by Daylight during the Blood Hunt last weekend, which was a blast. Got, a, I think, four or five of my killers finally up to level 40 and all of their perks are unlocked. So I'm, I'm close, getting closer and closer to finally be able to respect people. And then um, after that weekend, honestly, the season passed for Apex Legends Season 3 came out. Uh, they resent the ranks. They introduced a new character. They introduced an entire new world. Took out old hop-ups, added in new hop-ups, and made a ton of changes to characters, patches, buffs, decreases, all sorts of stuff. And over the last week, uh, been playing mostly online, live, and streaming on Twitch with my friend uh, V, uh, Your Only God, and with our buddy uh, Weasel, doing just a ton of online, or just a ton of streaming matches. We were on ranked and got through, I think I'm on the first... 11 or 12 levels to the new battle pass, which is full of just tons and tons of awesome looking skins and little add-ons. They did another really good job with this one. It's super fun. The new character crypto is great. Um, he tosses a drone out in the air, which you then get like a remote control screen and you can drive the drone up and around and find people and ping them for your teammates to shoot them. It's a, it's a super, it's a super good change to the game. Um, the last character they'd introduced was Watson who sets up electrical fences and was uh, very focused on defense uh, Crypto's drone can do an EMP blast, so Crypto is now the anti-Watson meta. So once again, they're changing the meta of the game. That's uh, just yeah, they've done a great job with Apex Legends, keeping it fun. I've been so excited and had such a blast playing this week. It's been great, and yeah, this I'm going to grind through another 110 levels of a battle pass and love most of it. It always gets a little grindy because it's 110 levels long, but yeah, it's the first week. We've been having a blast. Been fun as hell. Uh, watching a bunch of movies. Started uh, rewatching horror films. You know, going into Going into the scary month, I've already uh, rewatched *Brightburn* and um, *Cabin in the Woods*, and my favorite movie of all time, the classic, the original *Nightmare on Elm Street*. It's it's still hands down one of my favorite films. I just love watching me some old school Freddy and Robert England as he was basically learning how to be Freddy Krueger and figuring out what the character was. Like that movie's so good. And then um, there was a huge one. Uh, Jonathan Hickman has been switching up shit big time in the world of the X-Men and got House of X issue six of six, which ended with kind of the new setup of the new world. Um, all the mutants now have a sovereign state of Krakoa where there is a council of mutants that make their own laws. And all mutants now by birth have citizenship on the island of Krakoa and can go there at any point and basically are no longer affected by man's laws. And so the X-Men books going forward are going to be fucking crazy because this is literally Moira McTaggart uses her found out. She's a mutant who can, uh, she basically every time she dies, she goes back to her own birth and remembers everything that's ever happened to her. So her mutant power is resurrection, but she remembers everything. And she's now on her 10th life, I believe, according to the story, and every time she's tried to either like join Professor Xavier and try it his way, mutants ended up dying. It didn't work. Tried to join Magneto, mutants ended up dying. It didn't work. Tried to join Apocalypse. Every different way she's tried to live her life and make it to where mutants live, it's never worked out. Mutants always die. And in this lifetime, she gets Profex, Magneto, and Apocalypse to basically join forces. And they are all the leaders of a mutant nation now where mutants do their own thing and no longer there Xavier's dream as he said is now a lie and it's dead this is how the world will be now mutants will do their own thing and if any humans step up to them they're going to get the shit smacked out of them a uh, little question about that the, so yeah. when she resurrects she goes back to her own birth or her she gets own birth re so no. it's not she's getting reborn as someone else she's no. 
She so she goes back in time. Her consciousness goes back in time to the moment of her birth and remembers oh everything wow. of her entire life that she's lived. That's a terrible that sounds very power. Hickman-esque. I mean, yeah. you can never die technically. Well, they've also found they they've looked they've like they've basically researched her power now, and they told her that her power doesn't appear to be infinite, but they don't oh. know how many times she can do it. So she is on a limited number of lives, but they can't like lock down like Beast can't tell her like how many times she can basically resurrect, but they know it's not infinite. And they think she probably has somewhere around 10 to 12 of them. And she's on her 10th life. So, yeah. So now she doesn't want to. Yes. It, it was awesome. The way he that out. It's fucking science. Yeah. <laughs> because the summer's family fucking has altered all physics in the fucking universe. Yeah. Like shit is crazy. But yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's yeah. It's a really deep Hickman story. Like, he went batshit crazy and kind of rewrote everything involving the X-Men. And honestly, I had looked at all the new books that were coming out post this these miniseries and wasn't really interested in them. And now after reading this miniseries, I am interested in at least the main Uncanny book. Like, I really want to see what they do in a world where also um, Professor Xavier put a team together that can re- basically create perfect clone bodies. And then his new version of Cerebro makes an update of every mutant's full consciousness like daily so you really can't die as a mutant anymore if you go off on a mission and get killed like the x-men did in this series they shove your consciousness back in a body that has your same mutant gene how does that work with wolverine when he's got adamantium on his bones that I don't know, but it, it basically, they basically like Wolverine, Cyclops, Gene, and a bunch of X Men squad went on a mission where they all died, and Prof X resurrected all of them with copies of them. So the 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 X Men that are on the planet right now basically are clones of the original. Like, well, not the original. They've all died and been resurrected nineteen times. It's comics. Interesting. But yeah, like the whole hit, the whole Strike Team just went off and died to save mutant kind to take out a master mold like space station and Ooh. they took it out, but they all died in the process. And then prof X downloaded their brains into new pu- perfect mutant clones. And they're all walking around as full grown adults in brand new bodies. That's pretty cool. That yeah. sounds like one of those love death robot episodes. Yeah. It's, it's batshit crazy. Well, it's, you've got me I mean, convinced. I might check yeah. this out now. That, yeah. And this one's done. There's one more episode, one more issue of power of X and then both miniseries will be done. Like even to just get the trades of those, like yeah, it's it's Hickman doing the deep research, going crazy. Hickman, like he designed the language, like he redesigned basically the entire world of the X Men. It's fucking fantastic. It's been enjoyable as hell. So yeah, definitely worth reading. Well, excellent. That being uh, said, Chris, <clears throat> yes, Chris, sir. I'm gonna apologize right here, right now, because I do have one more tiny thing. Uh, Fox introduced a said? new. Fox introduced a new show last week uh, on their an- the animation block, whatever they call it now, um, on Sundays. The uh, first episode came out last week. I'm waiting on tonight's episode, too. It's called Bless the Hearts. It takes place in a fictional town in North Carolina called Greenpoint, which pretty much is a, mag- a magalation. You know the word I'm trying to say. An amal- am- amalgamation. There, yeah. See, even it's weird. Uh, of Greensboro and High Point, right where I live. Because <laughs> uh, what was her name? Emily Spivey? Spivy? I can't remember how to pronounce her last name. But uh, she's from here and she's like the main writer. And uh, yeah, so if you want to see exactly where I live, there's a lot of part. That, oh, it's good. And Kamel Nanjiani is uh, playing Jesus in it. So nice. that should be enough reason 
for you nice. to watch it. Nice. That all being said, guys, we do have to start shutting this thing down. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, we stream the All Things Good and Nerdy show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live, which we then syndicate out to Twitch, Mixer, Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube, I believe it is. So please feel free to join in with us there. We've got a little uh, chat bot that relays chat between all those different services. So come join us. Join in on our shenanigans. Before we shut this thing down, you guys have any final thoughts for us? Going once. Bonnie McMurray. October 14th, <laughs> new season. All right, then. It's October. Go watch some fucking scary movies. It's Halloween time. Let's get in the mood. Spoopy He's, season. They're not wrong. Spooky. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we hope to I see you spoopy. all next week. Bye, guys. Peace. Later. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us, atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com, on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.